This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Right, good people. Welcome back to the Destination Debbie program. This is the terrible or terrific trade show powered by FTN Fantasy. Please head over to FTN, uh, FTN Bets, FTN Daily, FTN Fantasy, FTN Data. F- just type in FTN and whatever the hell else you want after it, and I'm sure we have it over there. <laughs> Everything that you need in order to dominate any damn esports thing that you're playing. I, I mean, MMA baseball basketball you got you got these degenerates over there right now ready for the nba draft tonight we, we do it all over there so head on over to ftn and, and check out everything you need in order to dominate every damn fantasy esports category that you play in but i've got my man Derek brown back with us again the the last show was well received and there were some memorable facial expressions from that show uh, of these trades, and we are live right now with the Destination Debbie patrons. And w- before we get into the trades, Derek and I were just kind of talking about our fantasy teams, you know. And it's and I would love your take on this, D bro, as an analyst. And I hate calling myself that. Like I, I just I feel like I just talk football. Um, as an analyst, I find it's it's difficult at times to make trades in leagues, whether that be leagues with your friends that aren't really in the fantasy space because if you're asking for Josh Reynolds then they're thinking well if Ray or Derek is asking for this guy there must be something there why do you want him and then even more so in these expert leagues right so Derek and I are in a league with some big name guys in the industry and it is it is impossible to try there's there there are no tricks that you can get over you know you can't be like well the 2021 class isn't that good, or you should like, it's, it's just impossible to deal in these leagues. And we were talking about James Robinson before we went, well, we were actually live before the show started. And Derek briefly started to get into why we should be trying to trade James Robinson. And that has been my 
my message for the past like two and a half, three months. But but Derek, I, I'm just gonna tell you, man, I've done a complete 180. I've done a complete Ooh. 180 on James Robinson, and here's why. All right. He the opportunity that he was given, right? Regardless if it was because of Raquel Armstead's battles with COVID, Devon Zigbo getting hurt, or whatever the case may be, they shipped off Fournette. They gave this kid the workload, and he's produced. He's produced with an inefficient passing offense around him. So while my message was to sell, like get out from under him, take a second. At this point, I think a 2021 first is still what the going rate should be. I do believe he's done enough to at least enter the 2021 NFL season as the starting running back. Now, I do believe they will bring in, I don't want to say competition, but another running back to compliment and or spell him because I just don't think they want to continue to, to, to give him that type of workload if they believe in him long-term. The coaching staff is probably going to change. New quarterback elevates that team. Why are you still getting out on Robinson? Because I, I've done a complete 180 on that kid. So I, I, I like the talent. I, I cannot dismiss anything he's done on the field right now. My biggest thing is it comes down to draft equity. And the fact that he's a UDFA and we all love the feel good stories, Ray. I mean, my whole thing about that is like you talk about a new coaching staff coming in. The best case scenario for Robinson going into next season is so they get rid of Marone. I'm like, I think he is just he's gone. Like that's he's not going to be the coach next year. The best case scenario for Robinson is that Jay Gruden steps up and he's the new head coach for him which I think you're still even splitting hairs, man. Like, I don't see that that is a definite as happening. I'm with you on the quarterback, like elevating this entire offense. That's why I think you still need to be investing in the pass catchers. But with a UDFA running back, man, like we see these teams year after year and draft capital is not tied to them. How easy is it for these guys to just lose their jobs or for even a third round pick, a fourth round pick in with a new regime coming in for him to just easily lose his job because the dude is balling out. Like I am not going to dismiss what he's doing on the field right now, but for all of that, he's rolling up hundred yard games left and right. His usage in the passing game is still not amazing. Like it's not blowing your socks off. So if he's not rolling up the hundred yard games, if he gets more competition in this backfield, I just see a lot of different outs because of a lot of like, we're talking about the draft equity that we could see because we've seen guys ball out before. Talk about Marlon Mack. The dude got like thousand yard seasons and the Colts had no issues going out. And you can all talk about Jonathan Taylor's not panned out. Okay. That didn't stop them from drafting a running back high and investing in the position. And NFL teams just don't care. We all talk about the replaceability of the running back position it can happen to Robinson really, really easy. And so, like you were talking about, if you can get a first back for him, I'm down with that, man, because you can get a player with that first, and even if it's a mid-first, that draft equity is tied to going into the next season. Like, if you could draft a first-round pick with that first next year, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's a quarterback at Superflex, you're going to gain equity in the player that you pick up in the next year, as opposed to Robinson, who's a player who you're hoping his value maintains. Like, I don't think it's going to get any higher than it is right now, but you're hoping that it maintains. And the likelihood is somehow, some way it's going to fall. 
Yeah, I, man, I, I agree. And we've seen this story play out with these UDFAs before. And and the most recent example, Philip Lindsay, right? Philip Lindsay, yep. um, undrafted free agent. Royce Freeman was a third round pick. And I remember that summer, the the hype was all around. I think Royce Freeman was like a third round pick, third, fourth round pick in redrafts going into yep. going into that season. And this undrafted free agent comes in, rushes for over a thousand yards is voted to the Pro Bowl, his very next season, another 1,000-yard season, and then they bring in Melvin Gordon in his third year, right? We've, we've seen this happen. I'm looking at Robinson, bro. So he's almost got 700 rushing yards, uh, averaging 4.4 4 yards a carry, 76 rushing yards a game, but 29 receptions, 228, two TDs, nine, uh, 917 total yards from scrimmage, seven, seven touchdowns. I mean... That's pretty impressive, man, for, for this player. And I just think that Jacksonville, they're going to go quarterback round one. They've got mm-hmm. other pre- – the defense is atrocious, right? You know, what, what are they going to yep. do? I'm just thinking of who they can actually bring in that would unseat Robinson. for tw- my, my take on and feeling on Robinson is, he, of course, this season. We got him this season. I think he's the guy next year. After 2021, I don't know what, what can happen there. But I, I, I really, I believe in his talent, man. I did a couple of film breakdowns on him, and I know betting, betting on the outlier is typically not good process. So if Robinson does hit, anybody who sells him, anybody who trades him for a first or a first plus, and Robinson is the starter for 2021 or 2022, I still don't think that was bad process. You know, it's... It's 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 not betting on the outlier. And those of us who are in the J-Rob camp, that's the risk that we're running, right? We're we're betting on an outlier situation. Everybody wants to point to Aaron Foster. Everyone wants to point to the but there are far more cases of these UDFAs that don't pan out. Zach Stacy, I saw somebody tweeting about Zach Stacy today. There are far more examples and cases of these guys not panning out than those that do. So I can't knock what you're saying because I was saying the same thing man but right now if I had James Robinson and you offered me a 2021 first I would I would think about that like three weeks ago I'm auto smash like give me that five weeks ago I would have took a second round pick today right now I'm still I'm I'm trying to acquire where it's acquirable like if I met somebody or if I was in a league where somebody would accept a second I would try to go get James Robinson, but I think your process is sound. It is a process over results type situation and betting on the UDFAs is typically um, that's like trying to hit a 20 team parlay. You know what I mean? I mean it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you got a chance. There's a chance, but it's, it's, it's slim, man. But uh, D bro, we want to go ahead and jump into some of these dynasty trades and uh, I'm going to kick this bad boy off with uh, probably one of the hottest names on Twitter this week uh, after this past Sunday. And I believe this deal went down before the games on Sunday. So Ooh. let's uh, let's uh, let's throw this one in the group here and kind of talk about that. Let's size it down. So here we go. Uh, DeAndre Swift was acquired <laughs> for Jordan Howard, a 2021 second and Darius Slayton. Oh man, I I mean you're taking the Swift side easy, but 
that's really high on i'm i'm i mean i'm all about slayton like i think he's a true baller but that's still even really high on slayton i mean jordan howard is jordan howard so that <laughs> he's unemployed jordan howard I mean, is un- jordan howard is unemployed that's just younger frank Gore. so um is what it is um i mean dude that's that's really really high on slayton i mean him in a in a second even if that's an early second, I'm still taking the swift side. Like it's not even that's that's still a slam dunk for me. I mean, where do you stand on a Ray? Yeah, and I and I didn't even give you the uh the league stuff, right? I just wanted you to see yeah. that and and then I wanted to give you what it is. So it's a 12 team super flex half point PPR. Um, this individual is contending and the second round pick uh should be around the three or four range. He was getting swift here. His other running backs are Austin Eckler. Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm I'm taking the Swift side, to be honest with you. Yeah. Even even though that 2021 second is going to be, you know, the the the, the 203, the you know, 204, somewhere in that range. I mean, yeah. Swift is better than the sum of all of those parts together. Agreed. Uh, especially what we saw this past weekend. I, I truly believe, and and I talked about D bro. I've talked about this like like a thousand times, man. DeAndre Swift was my running back one for two years in this 2020 mm-hmm. class, two years. And all throughout last college football season, I didn't give a damn about JT, Clyde, Dobbins. I was like, Swift, Swift, Swift. Come February, after JT balls out at the combine, shows that speed, I dropped Swift down, right? I was like, all right, Swift mm-hmm. is RB2. Then after the NFL draft and Clyde goes to Kansas City and JT goes to Indy, I dropped Swift down to like RB4. and Never again, bro. Like I'm just gonna trust the I'm gonna trust the GQ process, and I'm riding with Swift. I'm, I'm riding with my process, and I watch enough of these guys to where I fucking know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so in this, deal, I mean, I don't hate it. I'm not gonna hate on you. I had him at RB four and RB five, and I got hate about that just because of like I liked Swift, but I didn't I didn't love his game, and I know you were really high on him, but I I compared him to like a Kenyon Drake type player. I liked his lateral agility. I, I wasn't huge on his ability to create for himself as far as his tackle breaking ability, um, which I mean, he's balling out dude. And his, his prowess in the receiving game is, I mean, it's showing up, you know, but I, I'm not going to hate on you for having him at RB four. Um, but yeah, yeah. dude, you got to do it and, and stick with your guns, man. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on him now after seeing him through 10 weeks we saw a snap usage go from like 40-something percent to about the 70-something percent range uh, mm-hmm. this past Sunday. Where are you at with him um, amongst these rookie rushers? I mean, I, I love him because he's being given the opportunity finally. I always thought Swift – the thing about what Swift is, and the reason I was lower on him coming into the draft and not maybe a little bit of the landing spot – was he needed an offensive line that I thought was going to be able to open up creases for him because the way his running style – and how he is like not so much patience and stuff like that. His vision's good. But like I said, his tackle breaking ability, like if you put him behind a crap offensive line, I didn't think, I thought he was going to struggle a little bit. And so Detroit's blocking. Well, we see them committing to him, his pass game usage. I mean, that was never a question. You knew the guy could catch passes, run routes and explode in that area of the field. So, I mean, I like it, man. I mean, the fact that Detroit is finally stopped playing games, commit to this dude, like whether Patricia's going to be there or not, Swift falls out down the stretch, the job's going to be his next year. Like, carry on and AP ain't going to be there next year. If they are, they're not going to be a damn factor. So, 
you got to love it, man. And especially after this week, yeah, just give the damn man the rock. Yeah. Like, let him play. Like, that's all we need to see. So, yeah, I love him. I think his his stock is definitely going up. All right, baby. Let's uh, let's go to a little redraft, right? I, I am. I have no clue what to make of what I'm looking at right now. This is a ten <laughs> oh, team. God. It. You know what? Honestly, it doesn't even matter the settings. Okay, doesn't matter. Ten team, a hundred team, five team, two. Could be a one team league. One team league. All right. Here we what go. Tell, tell me what's it. Tell me your thoughts on this. I don't. I just don't get it. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. What is that? Redraft. George George Kittle for Logan Thomas and fifty bucks. Who the hell even makes that? Like Kittle's out for the rest of the season. What are you hoping that he comes back for the last damn game of the season? I don't even understand what what we're staring at here. Like, was is that's not even a drunk trade? Like, that's like you fell on your phone on accident. You you pocket dialed somebody. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm assuming the Kittle, the person receiving Kittle is betting on him coming back for the playoffs. But if San Francisco's out of, like, I just, I don't get this one. I, I don't, I don't I get don't, this one. I don't get this one. I don't get it either. Like, yeah. and I, I don't even care if you got like a thousand fab. Like, that's, yeah. that's still a starter. Like, you got to get to week 16. You got to yeah. get to the week. Like, why did you even have Kittle still even on your roster anyway to even trade him? Yeah, in so, redraft. Yeah, yeah. I you, don't get that. Yeah, you don't. There's no point in holding him. All right. Nah. All right, here we go. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one right here. This is a 12-team Superflex full PPR. Picks are late first, early second round, okay? Here's a fun okay. one right here. So let me let me blow it up so we can see. What the hell? We can barely... You barely see this, Brandon. What is this? What is this? What is this shit? What is this? <laughs> Here we go. That was that was user error. There that, we Brandon. Go. That, was, that was user error. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my boy Brandon received Devontae Parker and Kyler Murray for Joe Burrow, a 2021 first, a 2021 second, and Tyler Boyd. And again, the first is probably going to be late, late first, early second. So getting K1. Catler Murray, probably the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Parker with Tua. Parker's looked a lot better, man. I mean, I, I like that. Uh, you're giving up a late first and early second Burrow and Tyler Boyd dynasty 12 team super flex PPR. Where you at with this one? Dude, I think the, I think he smashed and grabbed on this Burrow side. I love the Burrow side here. I okay. mean, like, you're possibly, and I get all the reasons for Kyler. I absolutely do. Like if people are viewing him as a top three dynasty quarterback, top two, I'm not going to fault you, man. The dude's balling out. Like he's, he is Lamar Jackson this year. He is having a historic fantasy season right now. But if you look at Burroughs, no slouch, man. And that offensive system is going to go up. It's still going up. And you're stacking him with Boyd. Who's going to be, if not mm. the one, the one, a, the one B, there and you're getting a first on top of it so in superflex are you grabbing another quarterback on top of this so you get burrow who ray what's his floor like top five top six dynasty quarterback right now or top 10 like i mean if 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 i'm being conservative i think he's a top Mm -hmm. eight guy like right now i mean top eight at least at least top eight right now and if we see this offense continue to rise, like if they add more offensive line help next year, yeah. if we get a full year of Mixon, 
if they just jettison AJ Green and let T Higgins ball out with like 12 targets a damn game. Like I, I love the Burrow side of this because of the equity you have on top of Burrow. I don't think it's that far down. Like I feel like Boyd is a step up in a lot of different ways over Parker because Parker's what 28 unless I'm wrong here. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, I think he's 27, 28. He's yeah. not young. No, he's yeah, not young yeah. at all. This is, and, what, this is fifth, sixth year. Cause we talked about the fifth yeah. year breakout. This is sixth year, fifth year. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think that the Burrow side, like, he, I don't think there's that big of a difference between Kyler and Burrow, especially mm-hmm. what we could see Burrow doing next year. He could have, like, he could go nuclear next year. I think it's absolutely in his range of outcomes. So I love the Burrow side on this one. Where are you at? Yeah, you know, I want Kyler, right? Like, I mm-hmm. want Kyler. I want Kyler on my team. I think Kyler is the better fantasy asset at quarterback than Burrow. I think he is better. I don't, I don't, I really don't think Kyler and Burrow in a vacuum, give me Kyler 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. If I have Burrow, you're not losing, right? Like that's not a bad Mm -hmm. thing. So it really comes down to Devontae Parker versus Tyler Boyd, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown at the late, late first or hell, the Rondell Moore. And then a early 2021 second. I like the Burrow Boyd side on this one. Now, if you want Kyler, then and and we I think we talked about this one before he made this deal. And I didn't even realize that you're getting the Burrow Boyd stack. Like you're getting that stack. And they just gave Boyd a four-year deal. He's gonna be at least the the one B to T. Higgins' is one A. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that? Six receptions a game. Uh, I'm a huge Tyler Boyd fan. I think he's one of the most underrated, undervalued wide receivers in the NFL. So while I, I applaud uh, my boy Brandon for getting his guy, I do think this was uh, – I prefer the Burrow side uh, over Kyler in this deal, man. Well, even if you break this down, so like if you were to say Burrow in that first gets you Kyler, can we say that Boyd in a second is definitely over Devontae Parker here? So I just yes. – that's, that's kind of where I lean, yeah. like dissecting this even more. Um, even if you wanted to say Burrow in all the picks – we're going to get you Kyler still Boyd versus Parker straight up. It's still Boyd for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if you ask me, do I want Boyd or Parker straight up? No picks involved. I want Tyler Boyd. And then you throw in a second round pick with it. I, I think that's the, that's the edge right there. So yeah. good process. Good process. All right. We're going to talk a little, we're going to talk a little, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's look at this one. All right. Let's, let's look at this one. Uh, what do we have? We've got, yeah, and I'll give you the settings right now. So we've got a 12-team half-point PPR Dynasty League. This individual is contending and lost George Kittle. So the trade was Chris Godwin, a 2021 first, and J.J. Taylor from the New England Patriots for Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, a 2021 second, and a 2023 first. So Godwin huh. in a first. Godwin in a first for Keenan Allen. Darren Waller, a 2021 second and a 2023 first round pick. I mean, can we just say JJ Taylor doesn't even matter? In yeah, this? that's why I didn't. That's why I, did, that's why I just said like, God went in the first. Like I'm staring at the name and I was like, oh, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor. Nah, <laughs> nah. Yeah, um, nope, nope, nope. I mean, this is cl- so the the contending side gets Keenan Allen, correct? Um, that's what I'm assuming because he said he lost Kittle, okay. so I'm assuming he got okay. Waller. Yeah, he went for Waller, Waller and Keenan Allen. Uh, I mean, the 2023 first, I, I can honestly tell you, like picks that far out don't even matter to me because right. I mean, 
we've talked about this before. You don't even know if your dynasty league is still going to be around by the year 2023. So that doesn't even matter to me. But, um, I mean, dude, I think the Keenan Allen side in this one, um, I think right. especially if you're contending, I mean, the fact that he got, he went from a first to a second, if that's an early second, then you're not losing that that much if that's a late first. And then you're really looking at Godwin versus um, the equity that you you lost in the pick. So it's Godwin versus Keenan Allen and Darren Waller, which I mean, Keenan Allen just got paid, right? Like yeah. he is going to be there. He's going to be the number one with Justin Herbert. That cements him in. Godwin's a free agent after this year. Like I talked to a few people in the discord yesterday and they were like, what do I need to get for Godwin or if I'm going after him? And I'm like, I'm not that big on going after Godwin. Like, really? That's really? Like, really? well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Brady's got one more year after this, and then we have no clue what the quarterback situation is in, in Tampa. Godwin's a free agent after this year. Like, they don't have to re-sign that dude. They could. I think that's probable. But, I mean, they still have Mike Evans. If If Tom Brady is like, look, I want Antonio Brown back, regardless of whatever we think in Dynasty – that's a possible scenario considering we're also seeing Mike Evans play more in the slot this year since they got Antonio on the outside. I don't think it's a lock set forget that they re-signed Godwin. So he's a guy that if you could get him, sure, but like I think his value could drop. Like if Tampa doesn't re-sign that dude, hell, even if they do, it's a mess right now and it could be a mess next year for him. But I mean, where do you stand? It's just crazy that last year, like coming into this season, mm-hmm. Godwin was what a top four, top five yep. dynasty wide receiver, and now I'm seeing yep. people don't they don't even have him inside the top twelve anymore. Um, I, I still believe in the talent. He's a young player, I and I think this whole stigma of players not producing on other teams is kind of overblown. If you're good, you're going to be good. Like we, we, a lot of people were concerned about Nuke Hopkins and look at what he's doing now. Granted, he's got Kyler Murray, but. We saw Amari Cooper roll into Dallas and be the guy. Uh, we've seen Brandon Cooks everywhere he goes. All he does, we don't like him in fantasy, but all he does is catch a thousand yard seasons. Like I, I just, I like the Keenan Allen, Darren Waller side for 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 this trade. Give me Keenan Allen and Darren Waller. The sum of those two for me, um, especially if you're competing, you lost Kittle. A lot of people throw Mark Andrews out there as the dynasty tight end three. I've got Darren Waller above Mark Andrews personally. I, I think he's I, I think his production is just as good, if not better, than Andrews. Uh Andrews, a lot of touchdowns. Uh Lamar Jackson, what is he gonna become as a passer in the future? I just I like Darren Waller more than I like Andrews in Dynasty. Keenan Allen's a stud and Justin Herbert's balling out. And I, I trust that situation a little bit more. And receivers age, man. I'm not, I don't really get concerned about receivers until they're like 31, 32. Then I'm, pro, you know, yeah. then I'm like, man, all right, now you're getting old. But um, Godwin, I think he's going to be good wherever he goes. Is he going to have the, the production that he had last season? You had Yolo Winston just throwing the ball up, man. And they were playing from yeah. behind a lot. So a lot of that usage, I, I don't know how sustainable that was ever going to be. Still a fan of Godwin, but I like the Keenan Allen, Darren, Wallens, Darren Waller side of this deal. All right, let's talk about, here's a good one. We got a little CeeDee Lamb, a little Denzel Mims, a little Ooh. Tyler Lockett in this deal. 12-team super flex tight end premium, uh, 1.5 per reception for the tight end. This team is rebuilding, and the second rounder is late. See, the, the people who actually put I asked for specific instructions, like 
one, two, three, four. This individual laid it out beautifully for me. Easy. Didn't have to read a lot. Just, just clean. Good job. We'll talk about this deal since you, since you followed damn instructions. All right. <laughs> Receive CD Lamb, Denzel Mims, and a 2021 second, probably going to be late, gives up Hayden Hurst, James Conner, and Tyler Lockett. This one is easy for me. Where are you at? Oh, this is this is a great trade. Like, I don't even care if you're rebuilding, if you're contending. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah. You got CD Lamb as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for a dude going into a contract year, a running back going into a contract year, an overvalued tight end. Denzel Mims, I mean, Ray, I know we've both been out on Twitter and stuff like talking about, like, you need to go get this dude. Like, mm-hmm one of the most undervalued wide receivers in dynasty right now. Like that dude could walk in and be the alpha in New York. If I mean, we're talking about if Lawrence lands there, hell if fields lands there, his talent is through the roof, dude. Crowder could be gone. Harriman's gone. Like they get a new coach there, there that knows actually how to coach football and what an offense should look like. <laughs> I, I think the CD lamb side just smashed in this one. Yeah. Like this is not even a contest for me. Yeah, I wouldn't – I don't think I would have traded CeeDee Lamb for Lockett, Connor, and Hurst, period. Like, no. if that was the offer, Lockett, Connor, and Hurst for CeeDee Lamb, I, I still would probably prefer the Lamb side. And then to get Denzel Mims and a second-round pick back, Mims has Mims is looked good, really good, yes. with Joe Flacco throwing him the ball. Insert Trevor Lawrence. Insert Justin Fields. Uh, he's, the, he's the alpha. He's the alpha pass catcher on that team. And he's been playing on the outside the entire time. We talk about rookies and and asking them to win on the outside. So let's all this add all this up to give a little more Mims love here, Ray. You have a rookie that dealt with hamstring issues, bad quarterback play, got tossed into the starting lineup playing full snaps in the middle of the freaking season, asked to win on the outside, and he's doing it. Yeah. What else do you want to see out of this dude? Like, if I could go get Mims, I, I like I have him in a lot of spots already. But if I could go get him, <laughs> I think the talent and his value is going to rise precipitously. Like, people need to get in on him now. With you, with you, I, I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. <laughs> go get Denzel Mims. He, he's good. He's good, he's man. A he's, he, he's a baller. He's a baller. And like you said, dealt with hamstring injuries like damn near the whole season. And they throw him out there and he's got over a 90% snap share. He, he's going to be the guy next year. Like, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, Denzel Mims. This was a smash. Lamb, Mims in a second. Yeah, smash they crushed deal. it. That's smash the kind of deal that, like, just make your team, man. Yeah. All right, Love here it. we go. 12-team PPR. It's a one-quarterback league, all right? Uh, the first round pick, mid first round pick, and the 2022 is projected to be a mid pick. I don't know if we can really project uh, 2022 picks right now, but uh, yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, this individual receives Justin Jefferson and gave up a 2021 first, a 2022 first, a 2021 third, and Daryl Henderson. So uh, two first round picks in back to back years and a third round pick this upcoming draft. Daryl Henderson in a one quarterback PPR league and received Justin Jefferson. I I can make you a case for either side here. Um, with that being a mid first, I, I'm still going to take the Jefferson side. I just, I, I feel like it's, it, it could be considered like buying high or overpaying for him, but 
I don't think that Henderson, like, I, like I get he's playing well, and yes, I, I, I'm all about Cam Akers. Everybody knows that, and I'm not going to have any kind of bias here with that. Henderson's played well when he's gotten the opportunity, but the Rams are not settling on one dude. Yeah. Like, no one guy is running away. So, what the hell do we think is going to happen next year? So, Henderson's a flyer at best, man. But like, even if you're talking about, I'm with you. Like, you can't project 2022 picks. Like, not right now. Like, you have no clue what those teams are going to look like or how they're going to run for the next season. What kind of trades people are going to make. So, I I'm not going to project that. Like to me. I think you should just look at that as a late first. And then if you get any more than that, then sure it's gravy, but for a rebuild squad, like I get this uh, type of trade and to make this, but I think people are going to view this as buying high on Justin Jefferson. Dude, what do we need to see out of Jefferson for everybody that talked about, this is a guy that can't win outside. He was all in the slot and all these narratives and bullshit you hear coming into the year. Like he's slow. He can't, he's a product of the system. Like, Come on. Like how many people are you see? Do you see anybody out there on Twitter taking their L's or, or, or taking their lumps as far as like they were fading Jefferson as a prospect? Like he's done nothing but sit here and prove that he deserved that first round equity from the hilt. Like the guy is winning outside. He is balling out down the, 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 the field. Yep. He is producing in a low volume passing offense. And if anything happens to Thielen, his stock is going to rise yeah. even more. So I, I love Jefferson, man. Like, I, I, I think that he is a perfect player. Like, if you want to buy high on a player in Dynasty and they still increase their equity moving forward into the next season, Jefferson's a great candidate for that. Yeah, so I, what I like to do, my personal philosophy when I'm valuing these, these picks, right, unless the team that I'm trading with is 0-10, and I know the pick is a top pick, in my mind, I just view it as late. Like, I just say it's going to be in the 10 to 12 range. And then if it's higher than that, then I'm happy. So when I'm looking at my rankings, patreon.com forward slash all gas, let's go through nine incoming rookies in a single quarterback league that could be available there. So we've got Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, Rondell Moore, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, Rashad Bateman, and then we can go either Kyle Pitts, Harris Marshall, Amon Ross St. Brown, Javante Williams. So that's the range that he's going to be in. So it's going to be uh, uh, Terrace Marshall, St. Brown, Javante Williams, Seth Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, Dayami Brown. He's going to have a choice between one of those guys and then whatever's available in the third. We won't even go into that. Daryl Henderson or Justin Jefferson, and I want the Jefferson side. I want the Jefferson yep. side, and I tweeted this last night. I said, we, are, we were so quick to anoint CeeDee Lamb as a top five dynasty wide receiver. Mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, and Justin Jefferson are all within four receptions of one another on the season. I think it's like 40, 42 receptions, 44 receptions, and I get it. Dallas' situation has changed dramatically without Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Get it. But... T. Higgins tethered to Joe Burrow. Higgins has been outstanding this season. Justin Jefferson, over 700 receiving yards on four less receptions or four more receptions than CeeDee Lamb. If we're talking about CeeDee Lamb being a top five dyno wide receiver, then Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins should be right there as top 10, at least in that consideration for top 10 dynasty wide receivers right now. And Jefferson, go back to the old GQ receipts. I tweeted it throughout the season. 
I said, Justin Jefferson is the discount version of Jerry Judy. If you want this route running, uh, yak monster type player, don't spend up for Jerry Judy. Wait and grab you some Justin Jefferson late. Fucking boom. Jackpot. Oh my good lord, jackpot. <laughs> jackpot, oh baby. Goodness. I I mean yes. he's that he's that good. So even though this may be it may look like an overpay, in my mind, when I see those four assets, a lot of that is noise. A lot of that is just yep. just fade the noise, right? Literally fade the noise. Like yep. I'm fading the noise. Give me Justin Jefferson in that deal. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, let's uh let's talk about who we have right here. This one is um let's let's pull up another CD Lamb deal. And this one I'm just going to say I don't know who the hell still plays in leagues with uh with defenses, but that's kind of what we're working with uh right here. Ooh. So we'll uh we'll we'll drop this on the screen uh and we'll kind of just we'll fade the defenses here. But CD <laughs> Lamb for Deontay Johnson DJ Dallas and a 2021 third round pick. And this is a, uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, I'm assuming it's uh it's dynasty. It's super flex. Okay. It's a super flex 14 team yeah. league, 14 team super flex league. So CD lambs for Deontay Johnson, DJ Dallas and a 2021 third. That's, I mean, that's Deontay Johnson for CD straight up. That's all that is. Like I, I don't even care about the rest of that stuff. All that, the the rest of the crap around it that doesn't yeah. even matter yeah. and for me then you're taking cd lamb because and, and i like deontay johnson don't do not get me wrong i like him a lot i think his game is awesome he, he can win on the outside he's a separator his route running is fantastic we still don't know what big ben's gonna look like next year it with that quarterback situation i know big ben's healthy right now but you you can't Lock said, forget that guy for 16 games. Like, you just can't do that, man. And Pittsburgh can't seem to address the quarterback situation outside of hoping that Big Ben just, like, never dies or falls off a cliff. So, yeah, yeah man, give me give me Lamb. And, yeah. like, that that trade is a lot of crap just put around Deontay Johnson. <laughs> but that's that comes down to, like, Lamb versus Deontay Johnson yeah. straight up. And if that's the case, it's C.B. Lamb. Got you. We don't need – I think it's it, – it's this – People need to really, and I keep saying fade the noise, but like what you just said is perfect. That's a lot of crap around Beyonce. It, it makes, you do that to make it look more it's, attractive. It's puffing it up, man. Yeah, yeah, you're puffing it up when really it's CeeDee Lamb for Deontay Johnson, period. Like, and I'm sorry if I'm talking about your league with defenses. I don't give a shit what the scoring is. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm in a league that has a dynasty. Like you just don't do that, man. Yeah, that that's that's silly. Like that's Ooh. defenses and dynasty is is wild. That's wild. That's <laughs> wild shit. Nah. Are you ready for a big one, man? And we're gonna. Control. I'm not a big IDP -er, All right, but there's Ooh, some I'm good. Not there's some good pieces in here, so we'll focus on the offensive players, and you know we'll, we'll leave the defensive players out of there. But I mean, we know football. <laughs> we know football. So. This deal, Jarvis Landry, Darius Leonard, linebacker from the Colts, Henry Ruggs, Patrick Queen, linebacker from the Ravens, and Jonathan Taylor, um, and sends off, he received that side, sends off Calvin Ridley, Devin Bush, Dre Greenlaw, T. Higgins, a 2021 second Ooh. and a 2021 first, and the, the picks, the first will be late, the second will be 201. Uh, still has three seconds left. So still three second round picks. 
sends away a late first and an early second in order to get Landry, Ruggs, Jonathan Taylor, and two stud linebackers on the defensive side. Where are you at on this deal? Man, and I'm not a huge IDP guy, but I mean, everybody knows Darius Leonard. Patrick Queen has been playing amazingly, but Bush is no slouch on the other side. Like, I feel like the IDP stuff is possibly a wash. And if I'm if I'm wrong, and like any, right, any, right. anybody in IDP, don't hold it you to us. Roast me, come at me, come at me. It's, <laughs> come it's at all me. good, man. I don't. I'm not a huge IDP guy. So if you want to hate on me for that, that's fine. I I don't care. Um, but the rest of this trade, man, like. Ridley and Higgins on the other side, you're getting Landry, who's a guy who's definitively on the downside of his career. Like, even if you're hoping he has like equitable value, he's probably worth like a late second right now in most dynasty leagues. Maybe. Rugs, maybe I mean, a late maybe, second. maybe. I like, I, I'm being generous there. I don't want to hate on this trade too, too much, but I, I agree with you. I think you're probably holding Landry. Like he's probably a guy at this point is going to die on your roster. Like yeah. you ain't going to get anything offered or in a trade that you're going to be happy with. So, I mean, look, man, like we just don't know what we're going to get out of rugs. Like there was problems, like looking at his prospect profile, there's problems with his usage. There's problems. I mean, there was problems oh, coming good. into the draft. He got first round pick. And first wide receiver. Problems this year. First wide like, receiver. Oh, that's a John Gruden move if I ever seen one, man. Like that's just Raiders all written on it, man. Like that's old school Raiders. Like, oh shit, he can run fast. Oh, we gotta yeah. get that dude yeah. definitely. Yeah. But I, come on, man. Like I'm all on the Calvin Ridley side. You know I'm a huge Ridley uh, stan. Um, if, if they if Julio takes another step back, he's the alpha. He's the number one, possibly walking into next year, regardless of whatever you think about Julio or Matt Ryan. Um, he's going to be on an offense that's going to throw a ton. T. Higgins, we've talked about, is possibly the 1A right now. Like, not even walking into next season, but right now. We've seen with this, he's got like seven or more targets in like every single freaking game over the last few weeks. Yeah, man. It's Plus, nuts. you're getting the first and the second yeah. on top of that. Yeah. Unless, like, I'm missing a ton of shit in this trade with the IDP stuff, and they're like, I mean, these are like top five IDP assets, top 15. Like, unless I'm just missing the damn boat on that, um, it's the Calvin Ridley side. And I think that they got a haul for this. Like, I'm not seeing, what are you seeing on the other side? Like, I get that Jonathan Taylor's in that, but that's like, to me, Ray, like this feels like you're trading and getting Jonathan Taylor at like former peak value, not what his value is right now. Mm. Like, this doesn't feel like to me, that you're getting Jonathan Taylor at any type of discount or what his value is currently in the, in the dynasties market. Like, a, a, am I wrong there? But this, this, yeah. this doesn't feel right. So the, the only thing that I'll say, and Alex in the chat said Ridley side for him. I, I lean the Ridley side as well. I do believe Devin Bush. I think Devin Bush is out for the season. I know he was injured a while ago, right? and he wasn't he wasn't producing like he needed to because i just talked to some id i'm trying to get more into idp play defense in college i should be in idp leagues but i know <laughs> i know darius leonard and patrick queen are like stud linebackers right so yep. but henry ruggs i'm not even i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna victory lap that one because it's still early i i just didn't he's he was the fourth or fifth best receiver on that team for the past two years I just don't see it happening for him being. I think 
I know this is cliche. He's a better football asset than fantasy asset. And if I am going to have him in fantasy, I'm going to have him in best ball. I'm not rolling him out there in a traditional dynasty league. So would I, would I right now trade Calvin Ridley for JT straight up? No, I want Ridley. Would I trade T Higgins for JT straight up? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So right there. Um, yeah, unless I'm unless we are completely missing the value of Darius Leonard and Patrick Queen in this kind of scoring format, uh, I think mm-hmm. I'd be smashing the Ridley Higgins 2021 late and early 2021 second side. Like that's that's the side. And Brandon in the chat said Ridley side, and I don't think it's close. So unless no, it- I mean like we didn't even talk about the picks. Like adding on top of all of this, like we really just hammered on the players. Even if you take the picks out of this, for me, uh, the players on the Ridley side, I'm still leaning that. And then you put the picks on top of it. I feel like that's just one of those, like, throw in the gift here where the raccoon takes all the stuff and runs away, man. Like, they're stealing. Dude, I was watching this video today on YouTube where this old man was feeding, like, hella raccoons um, on his front porch. Dude, he's feeding them hot dogs, fucking cookies, all (laughs) kinds, like... I'm not joking, man. It just, it was on my, it, you know, YouTube leads you down a rabbit hole. Oh, no. Like, I'm, I'm on here looking for, I'm looking for UNC game tape, and there's this thing with these raccoons and this guy, and I'm like watching this thing, man. It's like 30 raccoons out, like, all over him, bro, and he's just handing them hot dogs, cookies, and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know where the hell I got sidetracked, but... YouTube I can't get on YouTube if I'm trying to be productive because then I'll start like looking at blooper reels of people falling on their face or some shit like that. Like it, it'll send me all kinds of rabbit holes, man. YouTube, I just can't do it. YouTube is wild, man. So here we go. This is a 14 team super flex <laughs> PPR. Tight ends get two points per reception, right? So this, and let me just say this my philosophy in tight end premium leagues for me personally. 1.5 really doesn't move the needle that much for me unless you've got Kelsey, Kittle, unless you've got one of those guys, it that doesn't really move the needle. Two points per reception, that moves the needle for me in tight end premium league. Mm-hmm. So right here, they gave up uh Cahell Waring, T. Higgins, and a 2022 second for Evan Ingram and J- Jalen Rager. I mean, is this is this what side are you on? What side are you on? Uh, <laughs> this one's actually um I don't want to say it's close, man, but hold on now, you know, D bro. Hold on. Now. You know, you know, I'm all about some Rager, you know, that, and I think that he's a great pilo in dynasty right now because people sleeping on that dude hard. Um, damn, I'm actually going to go with the Rager side on this one. Okay. Um, thank you. You had me nervous, man. You, you <laughs> well, I was trying to think about it. All right. All right. Wearing doesn't do anything for me. Like the Texans have not wanted to incorporate. Like they're playing freaking Darren Fells and Aikens over him. Don't he's, even talk he's about Dynasty wearing. Dust. He's like, not bye. even. We're not worried no. about wearing. No, no. It's Higgins, twenty twenty two second for Evan Ingram and Jalen Rager in a two point per reception for the tight end league. And the thing about it is, is, I I don't think that there's that big of a divide between Rager and Higgins. And I know people maybe in the chat other places could come at me for that. Like you're talking about Higgins has played the entire season. Rager just stepped like off the IR, get like rolled back up into that starting lineup. And he's leading the team in targets of the last two games played. 
They want to get him involved. I think he's going to ball out down the stretch. As long as Carson Wentz can pull his head out of his ass and play quarterback somewhat competently, I think that Rager is going to ball out and people need to be going and get him right now. So I like the Rager side on this one. I'm not going to fault you if you take the T side because I think, like we've been talking about, right? T is a baller. Like he's going to do nothing but gain more value, but I'm still on the Rager side on this one. And we're not even talking about Evan Ingram. I know a lot of people don't like Evan Ingram because of the injuries, but when he's on the field, he's actually been all right this year, right? The consistency, I think, is the problem because the Giants' offense isn't consistent at all. Like, Daniel Jones looks his best when he's running the ball and not throwing the ball, which is a problem. But uh, Evan Ingram, even if he's moved to another team, if he signs somewhere else, or I I still believe in the talent of Evan Ingram. So for, for that potential with two points per reception and Jalen Rager and, 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 and D bro, I talked to Reg the other day and I was like, bro, you gotta, Hey, come on, baby. Stop playing with them. Stop playing. And I'll, I'll, when we get offline, I'll show you the messages, but I was like, stop <laughs> playing with these boys. And he was just like, man, I got you big bro. I got you. I just need to get the damn ball. Like that's that. And I wanted to prod a little bit and be like, y'all making a switch, but I didn't want to push it. I just left it alone. I know he ain't going to talk about yep. his teammates. Of course, well, he, he actually came out and said he's like basically cutting himself off from a lot of social media stuff and trying to block all that noise out and stuff. Yeah, which a focus Jalen Rager down the stretch. I've told him, Shit. bro. Come I've on, told let's go. him that. Let's I've, go. I've legitimately, legitimately told him like, stop being worried about that shit, man. Like, you're good, man. You got injured, and the crazy thing is, he got injured like running down, like playing hard in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It's freak stuff, man. And when well, you gets- and I both talked about this, like walking into the prop, like people that talked about Jalen Rager as a, a gadget guy, or, or I, I heard Percy Harvin's name thrown out there a bunch, which I thought was like the shittiest comp you could possibly have. God damn, man, that was that. my comp. Jesus, man. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just telling you, like, dude, I, he is better than that. He is an, he could be a number one. Percy wide was dope. Percy Harvin. Percy was dope, but Percy cannot win on the outside the way that Jalen can. Fair, fair. Jalen is a fair outside wide receiver. Fair. He can beat press. I'm fair. just saying. Like, fair. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to body slam you here. Hey, Come hey, up with the show and body you here. It's all like, good. It's all good. Jalen's enough. This is all to get that Jalen can be a true number one for a team. He's not a gadget guy. He could be a number one and win on the outside. Like, that's real. I, I agree. I agree. He. I said a better version of Percy Harvin, all right? Oh, okay, hey, my bad. I, I, my bad, my bad. Hey, man, hey, I'm transparent here. Everybody, everybody's, a, I'm an equal opportunist. Everybody can get slandered. It doesn't matter, man. Host oh, yeah. Talk that Trust shit, me. man. I love it, man. I love it. All right, we got a couple of more we'll get to. This one is, uh, this individual did not follow the instructions and wrote a dissertation, but it was actually an interesting <laughs> trade. So just sit back. Uh, pour a cup of coffee while I uh, while I dive into this long excerpt here for, read the uh, novel. For, read the for, novel. This, for this trade. So this is a 12-team Superflex Dynasty, full PPR. He is rebuilding at the moment to challenge next year and will now have Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, the one-on-one next year, traded away Robinson in a package to get Mahomes after this trade. We've got more. Two 2021 first-round picks, five 2021 seconds. So next year, I should have Mahomes, Tua, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and Antonio Gibson at running back, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk, Denzel Mims, and LaVisca Chenault at wide receiver, Kittle at tight end. 
and whoever else I pick in the draft next year. You got it? Followed? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Are, you're done having to read the novel? Excuse me. Sorry. He's got every rookie wide receiver, damn near every rookie running back, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, and he's going to have Trevor Lawrence. So he makes this deal. Okay, I guess maybe I should have posted the trade. Okay. Um, let's see. So looks like this is all screwed up. So he got Keyshawn Vaughn, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, and got rid of a 2022 first, a 2021 second, another 2021 second, and a 2023 third. Got Vaughn, Gibson, and Robinson, and gave up four picks. I mean, the third doesn't even matter to me. Uh, so that's two, am I reading this right? That's two 2021 seconds, and yeah, basically yeah. the first the year after that, yeah, let me get. I mean, I got, I got a better picture of it. That that was that was kind of that was kind of that was kind of gross. How I was looking. Here we go. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'll take the Gibson side on this one. Like, I mean, we didn't hear the need to hear the whole novel to know that. Like, I mean, you basically gave up three worthwhile picks. One of them is twenty twenty two, which we're talking about. I mean, best viewed as a late first. Um, I mean, so you're giving up. I look at this as you're giving up two seconds and a late first for two running backs. We already talked about James Robinson, man. Like, yeah. I mean, he's worth a late first in this year. So if you wanted to lump Robinson as being worth, if those are two early seconds, this is basically you gave up a year, a 2021 or 2022 first for Antonio Gibson. Um, I mean, yeah, I like that side. I like yeah. I, I about Keyshawn Vaughn here because we don't know man like I don't think he's probably gonna be much of a thing um his yeah. pro his his prospect profile I liked him coming out but he had to hit because of his age and, and everything else and draft equity he needed to hit hit early and hit this year and since that's not happening he's probably if he does hit it's gonna be an outlier so I wouldn't even factor him in here so looking at Antonio Gibson and James Robinson I like it, man, and especially if you could flip James Robinson again for a first or more picks, like get some of that equity back, then you're winning, man, because Antonio Gibson's balling out. Like he's he's doing awesome stuff, even without the volume. Like the dude's got seven freaking rushing touchdowns, and people want to talk about like, was he going to be a real running back this year? They're giving him all the damn yeah. goal line work. Yeah. If he goes in the next year and he's getting all the passing work because – I'm sorry, man. JD McKissick ain't gonna be a thing next year. Yeah. He gets the full down work. Shit, you're buying low on Antonio Gibson, so I love that side yeah. of it. I'm I'm all about acquiring Gibson and Dynasty. And yep. what's going to be, I think next year is where we see the explosion, right? Because he wasn't a running back in college. He wasn't, and then he didn't even have a traditional rookie offseason to to come into Washington, right? They just kind of threw him out there after getting 33 carries in his entire collegiate career, and they just threw him out there as the starting running back. So he didn't have time to develop continuity with his offensive line. He, he's learned what's so crazy, and this is just, like, to think about this, man, it gives me chills. Like, I literally have goosebumps to think about how good you have to be to learn running back on the fly in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's like, dude, I love, I've got goosebumps thinking about just how talented you have to be to just learn it on the fly. Like people are like, oh, he's only got 40% snap share. He's not, he, he's learning the, in a, he's learning the hardest sport. You know what I mean? One of, like 
Yep. He's doing this on the fly, people. When he's got an And awesome- anybody that's fading him is looking at the wrong things, too, because, Ray, here's the other thing. You're talking about he had 33 collegiate carries. The Washington footballs invested, what was it, a third-round pick? A third-round pick. I and a it- guy... Was it a third or a second? Did they get him in the third or second round? Oh God, I, you gonna make me look this up because I want to. I want to spit this take exactly man, how this. I, yeah, go ahead. Here, I'll man. give you some time. To look. That, let me I, let me look this up because the whole way, thing about it. Either way, he was a day two pick. If it was a third or second, he was a day two pick, and he's learning to play. He was an early third, early third round, third round, an early third round pick. So let me reframe this for you. A 33 collegiate carry guy did not play the running back position was basically they were picking this guy off of talent, his profile and his skill set, which is going to be raw. They paid a third round pick, which might not sound like a lot. We're talking about guys that have played running back position their entire damn lives, like in James Robinson that went as UDFAs. They paid a third-round pick for this dude who didn't even have 40 collegiate carries. <laughs> but I've got to tell you something about what this organization thought about Gibson coming into this year. Like, people are like, oh, but his profile. Oh, and this – like, we're talking about reading the tea leaves, and you're looking at that from a dynasty lens on how high a team is because teams talk you some bullshit. Like, we hear coach speak and all kinds of stuff. But the times when we get actual, like – usable knowledge into what teams think about players is two times free agency and the dollars and the contracts and the guaranteed money they dole out for dudes and the draft mm. talk to him d bro round pick on a dude that didn't even play running back to come in and be their running back talk to him and D-Bro. Then they cut out dudes they cut out darius guys when he cut himself out and they didn't add anybody else and they're giving him the work how are you not coming out and getting this dude in Dynasty? Like, Talk that's what needs to be told to me. Like, how are you not getting Gibson and wanting to try to get him everywhere? Because you're talking about Ray. He's going to explode next year. They add it because Ron doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a crap about what anybody gives him, like, tells him in the media. He don't give a damn if you don't want to talk to him about benching Dwayne Haskins. He doesn't give a shit if you're going to talk to him about not having skill players and adding a defensive lineman who is absolutely crushing the NFL right now. He's going to add in the trenches. So you're talking about Gibson. They get a quarterback next year. They get help on the offensive line. They invest in the trenches. They got skill players, or they can add other guys wisely in the draft. They're running at a high pace. This is a guy we're looking at his floor right now, right? This is his floor. Talk that talk, baby. I mean, I, I don't get it, man. I am all about acquiring Antonio Gibson. And again, this dude, Damn right. he's learning the running back position on the fly. So I, honestly, Gibson and Robinson for, and I don't even care that the 2022 is the first. I don't care. G- give oh, me man. those two over the, the sum of, what we think we you're hoping you get a James Robin Antonio Gibson with those second and third round picks, man. I, I just think one one more time, baby. You hit it. Nail on the head, man. Nail on the head. All right. Last deal we're gonna talk about here. Uh, we got a, another CeeDee Lamb deal, but this involves player a couple of players that I love. A couple of players that I love. And um I'll see what side you're on on this trade right here. Can we talk about this while we're pulling this up? Why the hell are people so fast about trading CD Lamb away? We've had so many CD Lamb deals on this show. Like, 
do, do people hate this dude? Like, I don't get it. Like, why are you trading him away? Like, what are you doing, man? I don't know. I, I don't, that's, I don't know. I don't know, but my boy. I feel like I need to go into my leagues and send out some CD Lamb offers right now. Like, all these trades I'm seeing, man. So, this is a, okay, so he accepted it. It doesn't show it here. But this is a rebuilding team. Got the Lamb side, 1.75 points per reception for the tight end. So good, good tight end premium league. Uh, I don't know the other specs. We're just going to assume it's 12 team. But CeeDee Lamb and Gerald Everett for Tyler Boyd and Robert Woods. Rebuilding. Rebuilding team. Rebuild. So he got Lamb and he's rebuilding? Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Even without factoring Everett in here, I get it's tiny and premium. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I mean, Boyd, we've talked about, love the guy and stuff like that. Woods, even though they gave him the contract and stuff, that offense is not trending towards him. You're hoping he keeps his value if it doesn't fall. Um, and I like Robert Woods, man, yeah. but I'm trying to move him in all my dynasty leagues. I have a lot of Robert Woods because – He's perennially undervalued. We were um, on him. You and I were talking about him yeah. in the offseason. Yeah, man. And like him getting the contract extension, I think, helps him. But it's the Rams offense right now. Like Jared Goff is just not like they're trying to hide that dude. Like he is not the answer. And it's like, I mean, they're tied to him long term. So with him and Cup, like basically McVay is saying, all right, this is what we're rolling with, baby. Like, let's go for the next few years. But I mean, that doesn't give Woods a, a real ceiling or a chance. This is not the same Rams offense that we've seen in the last few years. Like they're not tossing the ball. They're not letting Jared go off. They're trying to hide that dude. So I like lamb, especially if you're rebuilding the Everett side doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And like, I think people could look at this as I think it's put it this way. I think this trade is fair. I think there yeah. are, are, are wins on both sides. Like if you're contending this year, I'm not going to fault you for getting Boyd and getting Woods on that side. The other side of it is we're talking about, and we talked about this last show, Ray. Like if you are even rebuilding and you got lamb lamb's value, I would hold lamb right now because we're seeing all these trades of people moving lamb. You hold lamb right now. And if you're rebuilding, the move is to hold lamb and then when Dak, they re-sign him. We know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. His value starts to, go back up and people are valuing this man the way they should be in dynasty. Then you ship him. And we talked about splitting players into different parts. You split lamb into multiple picks or two different ascending assets. As much as I'm talking about, we love CD lamb. If you're rebuilding, that's the move. You get rid of those two wide receivers. You hold lamb. His value creeps back up around draft time next year, or you flip lamb after this season, and you get two picks, like two firsts or something like that in the process, and you hope you hit the picks. Yeah, and I think we're, I think individuals are going to have an opportunity to do that. Once, um, once Dak Prescott is healthy enough to post Instagram videos of himself working out, once Dallas, if they, if they end up with a top pick is going up. and they draft Sewell, the lineman from, uh, from Oregon, if they, if they upgrade their offensive line, Dak is throwing the ball. Uh, his value at that point, you've got, you've got that influx of value at that point. It's going to raise up a little bit. Um, I'm with you. I love lamb. If I could flip lamb, let's just say hypothetically, I can get T Higgins and another piece for CD lamb. I do that deal. If I can get Justin Jefferson plus something for CD lamb, I do that deal. 
All right. What about this one? If you could get Jalen Rager and even I think a mid first and Jalen Rager is probably a smash. If you could get Jalen Rager and say a late first, would you do that deal? It's close, probably, man. It's close. I, I'd want more. I'd want a I'd, little more. It yeah. would. It would depend. I think you on, could get more though, too. Like would, I think people are low that's what on Jalen. I, mean. I think like, you can. I think get you more. can. Yep. And it would depend on my team, right? Like it. It always. I know that's the cop out answer, but that's the prudent no, advice. It's it true. really. It, it. It really. It really does, and that's why I like when people to post these to give me a little bit of context. I don't need a damn story, but just give me some context <laughs> so we can actually. I love Robert Woods. I think I was on the record of saying that he was a top 10 wide receiver for this season um, coming into this year. I was in on him too. Long-term, he's a, he's, a, he's a solid wide receiver too. That can give you wide receiver one weeks, right? There, yeah. there are weeks where you can catch a touchdown pass, rush for a touchdown, catch 11 balls, and he's a WR1, a top five guy for the week. But long-term, I don't know. He's, he's what, 28 years old now? Um, I know he got the money, so we know he's there for a little bit. I I just like the lamb and Everett. I don't really care. I mean, I I don't care. The thing that we need to bring up here, Ray, is that also you're talking about dynasty and we get these hot button players and players that there is a ton, like there's a laundry list of players that are just hard to move in dynasty because people never view them properly, never care about them. And to get even Lamb in a return for Boyd and Woods, they're they're two of the hardest players to get a really damn good return in Dynasty. So somebody that's winning for this year or going for this year, like I get that move, but you're probably going to have a damn hard time trying to flip them in Dynasty even after this season. Yeah, man, I I agree. I agree. So uh, that's it. There were a couple of other uh, little smaller deals that happened. Uh, Saw one, it was like Matt Ryan for Keenan Allen, stuff like that. We don't we don't really need to really discuss. So, uh, Derek, I just want to say appreciate you dropping by again. Uh, let the good people know where they could find you at, what you're working on, all that good stuff, man. Always, man. Yeah, find me on Twitter at Debro underscore FFB. All my content's coming out across FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTN Bets weekly. Uh, my Peyton's and Play article will be out today as well as be looking for uh, my matchups in the trenches, so offensive, defensive line. I have another article for Splits Tool coming out and my 10 stats to know for every single week. If you want to get inside of this brain, look at into what I'm looking at for this week, whether it's DFS, whether it's season-long, plays, edges, with all kinds of different things from personnel to play calling, look at my 10 stats article coming out on FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy, and FTNBets.com weekly. Thanks, Ray. This was a blast, dude. We crushed this. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you head over to FTN. Like D bro said, like there's so much content over there. You guys like literally, and I'm not just saying this to say it, golf, tennis, MMA, football, basketball, like everything. It is, it is incredible. Great team of people over there doing fantastic things. Uh, Derek, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate you dropping by. And uh, that is it. That is it. We are done. If you want to submit, I'm getting a lot of YouTube comments. How do you submit questions to be featured on here? You got to come. You got to come subscribe. Be a member of the squad, baby. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Support your boy GQ. We appreciate you. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some other members of the FTN team joining us for these shows. Uh, because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to take Derek away from his other 
contributions that he has to give to the fantasy community because if he continues to come on here, his ass is going to be a regular. Like, he's not going to have a choice. <laughs> We're just going to have to do this constantly. So, appreciate y'all dropping by, D-Bro. Thank you for joining us, man. And we'll, we'll holler at y'all later, man. Peace.